guys and welcome to episode 21 of The Sweet Spot on a Farm. Today I have another fitness related episode for you and I'm talking to somebody who literally saved my knees and my lower back years and years ago. Mm. He's a Pilates instructor and in my opinion the best one in Northern Ireland. Guys, mm. uh, let me introduce you to Neil of Neil Pilates. Hi Neil, how are you? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> what an introduction. Well, it could, could have been better, to be honest. Um, I didn't say anything, that's not true. I really think you're the best Pilates instructor that I've experienced anyway. Thank you for that. And you honestly did do miracles. I um, When I came to you, that was, I think that was actually 2006 or seven, And you wow. were at that time, that was in Adelaide Street in LA Fitness. Yeah, that that's right. That doesn't exist yep. anymore. And... Um, I went, I think, twice a week to your classes there and I had to really bad knee and lower back pains. And I think within about six or seven weeks, all that was gone. Brilliant. And I kept coming to you until LA Fitness ceased its existence in Adelaide Street. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing Pilates ever since, I have to say, in one way or another. I've been in incorporating Pilates into my workouts. But... Uh, There are many people who don't really know or understand what Pilates is and to be honest I didn't either before I came to your class. I got recommended Pilates by my physio at the time. So could yeah. you just tell everybody what Pilates is? Pilates is a, it's, it was invented by a man called Joseph Pilates, although he didn't call it Pilates. He called it Contrology because he was interested in the control and how you control your body and how you made it, it work for you. And it, it, it builds the strength, it's mainly the core strength, it's the, the muscles that you feel, the deep muscles that you can't see, the muscles that hold your bones in position and then allow all of the moving muscles like the muscles that move your knee and your back, allows them to work properly and because they, the bones are now in position and, they're being, and, and everything's being supported by those stabilizing core muscles. He was, was he a fighter or was he... Joseph Ply's background was, he was your, your, your as, as you used to get in the old adverts in the like 60s and 70s, he was your weak and sickly child who decided to do something about it. He had rickets and he had asthma. And so what he did was, he, He started working out and he, and, um, he was quite, he, I think it's fair to say, he was a reasonably strange guy in as much that he had different ideas to everybody else. And he would train outside, he was German, and he would train outside in this pair of shorts that look not dissimilar to George Michael's shorts in the Wham videos. And he would wear these shorts outside when he was training. And so basically he had a lot of skin on show and because he was outside and because there was sun that got him his vitamin d and that really helped cure his records he was very into his breathing techniques and, and pilates breathe differently to other forms of exercise you you're it's called lateral thoracic breathing but what it means is you're breathing up into your chest and you're breathing out into the sides of the chest and because he was thinking about his breathing and because he was controlling it and and rather than as everyone does just breathe without thinking about it he helped his asthma and help minimize his asthma just from doing his breathing techniques he's a very clever man has to be said 
So the person who invented Pilates is a man and that's very contradictory to the common misconceptions because a lot of people think, and to be honest, I did too, mm-hmm. that Pilates is for elderly ladies. What? <laughs> and then I walk into the class and there is a male instructor and then I learned about um, yeah. Pil- uh, Pilates yes. and, and it, it, it's really surprised me that actually... Yeah. It's really difficult, isn't it? Because it's it's a total see... body workout. It's yeah. designed to be a total body workout. I don't think I actually answered your question. He his background was that he was into boxing and wrestling, and he 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 did come to um, I could be wrong on this. He he came to England at one stage, and it was as a boxer, and he also uh, taught self defence. So. Boxer, wrestler, self-defense trainer is a million miles from little old lady. Oh, really? definitely. So, in your view, a lot of people seem to think that it's... I mean, I, I had one of the guys who was one of the instructors at LA Fitness. And it was partly tongue-in-cheek because he knew it annoyed me. But he would always describe Pilates as a, a, a bit of light stretching. <laughs> yeah. Which, as you, as you know me well enough, knows, would really irritate me. So I actually got him into one class eventually after several years and and it, it, and he did no longer have that opinion that it was a bit of light stretching. So that was that was good. No, it definitely isn't light stretching. I, uh, I can confirm that from my own experience. But it, it, you have to admit, like, if you look through a glass door into a Pilates class and see yeah. people lying on their back moving very, very slowly, you just feel like... Yeah. Oh wow! Like this is nothing. They're just yes. lying on their back. Oh no, like, I agree. Stretching. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. Um, for someone from the outsider looking in, I mean, the exercises are, are done. They're done. I always say people to work at a steady pace rather than slow motion, or but definitely not using momentum. But now a lot of the movements are quite small, and they're and they're they're reasonably subtle, uh, or they look reasonably subtle. They won't necessarily feel particularly subtle. But if you were looking through, I've. Yeah, if you were to look through a door, you'd be thinking, what are they doing? Why are they wasting their time lying there doing so little? But if you're in there and you've got to focus on working all of the muscles, every exercise is meant to be like, is meant to work as many muscles as possible. It's meant to be total body. So if you're there lying on the floor and you're lifting one leg, but while you're doing that, you're trying to think about using the other leg to help you stabilize, use your arm, your shoulder, use the, the big muscles that you feel just under your armpit, which are your latissimus dorsi muscles, while still pulling your core in, while still breathing up into your ribs and breathing out the side, you have a lot going on. But for the outside of looking in, I admit, it doesn't look like a whole lot. No, it doesn't, but it is, because I do remember after the first class, when I left it, I was so sore. Like the days after, I Good. actually, I felt muscles that I didn't know I had. It really works, muscles that you it certainly does. don't think you're using, yes. but you're using, but you're, we're clearly not using a lot of the muscles properly because we don't really work them and strengthen them. And yeah. um, I feel now Pilates is a lot more known than it was when I started doing Pilates or before. Have you noticed any change when it comes to um, class attendance? Do you get different people from what you used to get years ago? Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm now getting... I'm getting a lot of people now. I'm, I mean, I train um, Belfast Running Club, so I'm getting a lot of athletes and sports people who are using it to avoid injury, and they're also using it to enhance their performance. 
which is is what actually Joseph Pilates found when he he had a studio in New York, and he he wanted the studio to be near to Madison Square Garden because it was he wanted boxers he wanted to train boxers because that's what he was into but he was actually quite near to uh, Broadway. So what he, what actually happened was the people who who ran the shows and trained the dancers in Broadway realized that this guy's good and this this guy can keep our dancers on stage. So they sent their dancers to be trained by him to rehabilitate when they had an injury to get them back on stage quickly, or better still, to avoid them being injured in the first place. Which is a lot of I think where the sort of Pilates is a women's thing comes from because obviously a lot of the dancers were female. So it ended up that he ended up training a lot of dancers rather than the boxers. He, I think he really did want to train. But so yes, I'm finding a lot of difference. You mentioned rehabilitation and yeah. injury prevention. So these are amazing benefits. Apart from rehabilitation and prevention of injury, are there any other benefits people can use Pilates? Or I don't believe any form of exercise is a be-all and end-all. So I think that Pilates is a great base for everything else. You said at the, at the start that you're using Pilates and incorporating it in with the other things you're doing, like your yoga and, and whatever else you're doing. So it helps if you have the base of all of the, the core muscles working properly. Well, then when you go to do any other form of exercise, I mean, I lift a lot of weights and I find that my weights have gone up because I'm, I'm now in the right position. My core is working. I have a sound base and then I can work away from the base using the, the moving muscles. And... So I think it's a good base for everything else, basically, is what I would think. When you mentioned the rehabilitation and injury prevention, you probably get in classes a lot of people with variety of injuries, and yes. maybe post-surgery yes. from, I don't know, hip replacement, knee yes. surgery, or whatever. All that, yeah. So you obviously have to have quite extensive knowledge of the human body to muscular skeletal system uh, yes i think you do yeah. you definitely need to you aren't a gp and you certainly aren't a physio you cannot fix people and that's not what you're there for but i will get sent people by physios by osteopaths by back surgeons um uh cancer surgeons you know i've, I've had i've had people come to me from all from all of those uh so you, you, you definitely do need to know what you're doing or you can end up causing more problems than, than you're actually helping to solve, frankly. Did you ever have anybody come to the class with an injury or uh, with an issue that you maybe really didn't know how to work around it or how to help the person or how um, to approach it? It's, it's more actually you would get people coming to you and they would tell you something and about whatever... The, and you're thinking that, that might be something, but I don't know because I'm not the physio. So I've I've got uh, I always advise I I train people to be Pilates teachers, and I always advise them to you know find a physio they like and they trust, you know make contact with them, because then when you get someone along those lines, you 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 just have to hold your hands up and say look, I'm no physio here. I th but I would really like you to go to this physio and get checked out and then the physio can tell you what it is because they can diagnose, you can't and then you'll know what you're dealing with and what you're working with and you, if, and if you still can't work with it 
well then you still you do really genuinely have to say look I, I'm not the teacher for you I think you know you need to go to somebody else so you now mentioned that you teach Pilates instructors I do indeed yeah you haven't always did that so that's the pole Pilates thing, that was probably quite a long journey for you. How long have you been teaching Pilates now? Um, I'm into my 15th year teaching Pilates. So. And how did you actually get into Pilates and into teaching Pilates in the first place? Um, my physiotherapist told me I had to go and do it. <laughs> so I had, had a back injury. Turned out it was bulging discs. Couldn't straighten up in the morning. Very painful um, went to physio, uh, uh, got a good, and there was a very good physio, I'm very happy to say, and it was through the NHS, and she was a brilliant physio, and she, she did, you know, to work the usual six weeks that they're allowed to do, and then she said, right, you're going, and you're going to Pilates, I really liked her, she was, she was, uh, quite, she was quite bulgy, you know, she didn't take any prisoners, and that's exactly what I needed, so, uh, so what she said was you're going to Pilates. Now I'd been to Pilates a couple of times in LA Fitness and frankly didn't like it because I didn't think it was working very hard. Um, but it turned out it wasn't. The problem wasn't with Pilates. The problem, the problem was with the instructor and it was just because the instructor was a good instructor but, it, but they were just getting a bit bored with it really and they stopped teaching not long after that. Um, so I was reluctantly said look don't I don't want to go to this. It's going to waste my training time. I no, don't send me this. And um, she'd said, Look, just you get your rear end of this class, or words to that effect. And so I went, and the teacher that I got, the it was a physiotherapist teacher, and I wish I could remember her name, but I can't. But she was absolutely brilliant, and she was used to dealing with moany guys with back pain. And again, she took absolutely no prisoners. And she describes it all in a language that money guys with back pain are going to understand. And within three weeks of going to the class, I could feel a massive difference. And I thought, this is brilliant. And this is really working for me. Um, how that became becoming an instructor was um, trying desperately not to sound a bit sort of X-Factor contestant here. But my mum had died and it left me money. And my mum like boasting about qualifications and I hadn't given her a whole lot to boast about frankly because I wasn't wasn't good at the studying really I didn't I wasn't studious we'll put it like that so I thought what better way to use the money than to get a qualification because I could imagine my mom standing telling the neighbors about this qualification that I got so I, I went so I used so that's where the money came from for it because it is expensive to qualify as a teacher so I used that money for that and then rest is history as they say got the qualification went from there did you build your own studio straight away no uh the studio came later actually i taught a lot of classes so my kids attended a local school and i asked them about using their hall so i started using their hall they were great and they let me use the hall and i'd been attending another Pilates teacher's classes in a hall nearby and she was brilliant and let me go to the class let me go to your classes free and she also let help, even when I was coming up to my qualifying, she actually allowed me to teach her class a couple of lessons, which I now do now for my students because she, because it was brilliant what she let me do. And I asked her, well, she actually came to me and said, I suppose you're going to be wanting to teach here now as well. 
Uh, and I said, well, I wasn't going to step on your toes or anything, but, but if you were okay with that. Uh, uh, and she said, yeah. And she, but she actually said, you know, you're a good teacher and it's good competition. So I've been teaching there ever since and she still teaches there. So they were my first two classes. And, and, and then from there, I've been going to LA Fitness for a long time and I asked them about it and I got in and got a, one class on the Tuesday, which then became two classes on the Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, and then th there was a class on Friday lunchtime that wasn't working and it stopped. So I asked them, could I do the Friday lunchtime? So I ended up doing three classes a week in LA Fitness, which was great experience and a great, great way to learn. Because the classes are actually bigger than they should be because you're getting like 20 to 30 people in a oh, gym yeah. class. Oh yeah, I remember you know, so, like some, at some point yeah. you're literally like cramped like sardines. <laughs> yes, so, so you know, you've a lot of information to get out and you've not a lot of time to give it out to a lot of these people. So, so it's, it's a very, very fast way to learn. So at this point you were, you still had your full-time job and Pilates was still yes. just like a part-time venture was, for you. Yes. You're now a full-time Pilates instructor. How did that come to be? It came about because, unfortunately, I have a condition called cirrhotic arthritis, which is getting worse and worse. And I was medically retired from, from the, the civil service uh, a couple of years back. Um, so um, sitting hurts anything. So desk job really wasn't, was making things worse and it wasn't going to work for me. So when you're medically retired, it means that, you, you know, I, I, I can't go and do any other desk job, not that I would, because it causes me a lot of problem, but, but I, platys you're not sitting, you're moving constantly, you, you're, so it actually really works for me and it really helps with my condition as well. So, so I was sort of forced into it, really. And when did you decide you were going to teach Pilates instructors? Again, it was the, it was the same instructor who... Vanula Keohane was uh, the instructor and she worked for a, f a company called um, Fitness Northern Ireland, who sadly are no longer. And, and she actually asked me, did I want to do it? And I absolutely did want to do it. So, so she got me in, into there and I started teaching for them. Um, they say they're no longer, they no longer exist and I'm now very happy to say I'm teaching for another company called Alpha Training Northern Ireland, who I really like, and I really like their their ethos. They're not; it's not all about the money. It's all about getting, you know, good fitness instructors, good Pilates instructors, good masseuse, you know, sports masseuse out there. So I like working for them. And you have a one-to-one -one studio at home as well, where you teach. So, how does it work now? So you teach classes around yeah. the city, and then yes. you do one-to-one, -one and then you teach Pilates instructors, so what does your work week look like? Busy. As anybody who works self-employed, you, you know, the hardest thing about working self-employed is saying no. And if somebody says, can you, can you fit me in, you tend to fit them in. So I don't actually have a day off. I've been working seven days a week for as long as I can remember. Um, today actually was supposed to be my day off, the Monday, but, but I've already taught somebody today and, I'm, and I've and people scheduled in the afternoon and then two classes in the evening. So normally I would teach, I teach people one-to-one -one in, in the mornings. Uh, well, I can teach them all day on the Monday. Um, and uh, in the mornings, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll teach. 
Uh, I don't teach one to one on Thursday because I, I, I teach classes on Thursday. And on a Friday, again, I'll teach in the morning and in the afternoon and there'll be classes in between. And then Saturdays and Sundays, it's all day. So I'll do one-to-ones all day apart from a couple of classes on a... There's a I do an antenatal class, which is good. And I do a small equipment class in the studio, which is just limited to five people max. But apart from that, it's, it's all day doing one-to-ones. This is brilliant because I do remember when I attended your classes in LA Fitness years ago, you were always wanting to just transition into full-time yes. Pilates. You did not want to have a desktop anymore. No, I wasn't a, I wasn't a keen civil servant. Uh, <laughs> so, although but, I was there 37 years. Oh, wow. That's a long time. But this is fantastic. And I have mm. to say, like whether it's Pilates or whatever else it is, but Pilates probably really contributes to it. You do look really young. I'm not even going to ask a woman, but you look still the same. Yeah. You looked yes. 11 or whatever I, years ago when I started going to your class. You haven't changed. You, yeah, you're very kind. Yeah, <laughs> I can hear my daughter and my daughters and my wife laughing as we speak. Tell me this. See, 11 years ago when you started teaching, or mm-hmm. 15 years yeah. ago when you started teaching, did you think, was there ever any point where you thought, you know, 15 years from now, I will be teaching teachers. I will be working seven days a week and I'll be working for myself as a Pilates instructor. Is it something that you always aimed for or was there a particular time that you thought, um, I need to do this? 14, 15 years ago, no, I didn't think it was it was necessarily going to happen. I thought it was going to be something that I would do that would retain my sanity after working in civil service all day. And I'd be I something I could actually do that I wanted to do and like doing and got... And, and got you know, I actually got to enjoy. But over the years, it's, it's you know, because of word of mouth, people have, have, you know, people said you've been recommended and people, more and more people wanted to come. So as it went on, yes, it was something I wanted to do. But obviously when you've got the responsibilities, wife and family and whatever, you know, it's very hard to walk away from that steady wage because, you know, as good as, you know, as, as good as it is, and I'm getting, and I have lots of clients now, it is, you know, if you're not working, you're not earning. So if something's go wrong and I do have this illness, I do have this condition and I wasn't able to work, it's a big risk. So, um, but say when my hand was forced, basically that, you know, that uh, with the medical retirement, you know, sometimes you just need a big push and that was the big push that you had no choice but to go for it. Your, your Pilates classes are definitely second to none and even your one-to-one teaching, you're, mm. you're just incredible and your knowledge is so extensive. How did you develop your style of teaching? Because Pilates, as you said, you know, if you go to a class and you don't have a good instructor, you don't enjoy the class, no, no matter what the exercises are like. And Pilates are great, but if you don't have the right instructor that teaches it right or in the way that you can enjoy, then you're just not going to enjoy and you're not going to no. come back. And different instructors have different styles. How did you develop yours? Did you have a role model or did you look for something that you personally wanted out of the class? Um, do you know what? I haven't really thought about this. Um, probably it was, partly what it was, was I was I, I, I knew what I needed for me. I knew what I needed for my body and what I needed to improve. So, I, And I quickly realised that a lot of the people who were coming to me were coming from desk jobs. And a lot of what I needed to improve was what they needed to improve. So 
I worked uh, I worked on that basis. So I I spend a, a lot of time in my classes. Obviously, you're working the core because that's that's what it's all about. Those stabilizing muscles around the middle. But I find that people because they're sitting all day, the, the big stabilizing muscles around your 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 hip, your your glutes, the muscles that form the shape of your bottom, those muscles tend to not work for an awful lot of people and they cause an awful lot of problems when they don't work because the, the biggest of the glutes is the biggest muscle in your entire body. So I, so I find that I do focus a lot on working those muscles and getting those muscles working so that people can just get on with their lives because that's what Plex is about. It's just about getting on with your day, basically. But yeah, you're right, my style isn't going to be the style that everyone's going to like. With, with Neil Platt, sort of the, the brand name that I, I work under, you know, the, the slogan is control, strength, precision, because they're the three things that I'm really interested in. You're working control, as I say, Joe Supplies called it controlology. He was interested in how you controlled and you made things do what they were meant to do rather than just going in the automatic pilot and things starting to compensate, muscles starting to compensate. So, but strength is the big thing. I think... And I found this, I mean, I find this with lots of people. The, the stronger you are, the more self-confidence you're likely to have. The easier life gets when you're stronger. You, you know, just simple things, like if you need to pick something up that's a bit heavier than you normally want, you're going to pick up, you can do it because you're stronger. If that door's heavy and stiff, you can, you can open it. You don't need somebody to open it for you. You, you can do these things. And then your self-confidence starts to improve and your mental self-confidence starts to improve because you can do these things. You don't need anybody else to help you. You can just do these things. And I found it with... Um, I was privileged enough to teach um, girls who had had uh, mastectomies or after having breast cancer. And logically enough, their self-confidence had taken a big hit. And I found as they got stronger and they got more aware of how they could control their muscles and they could then, say, do stuff, normal stuff that they could get on with and they recovered quicker, that their self-confidence improved dramatically. And they told me how much more confident they were and how the exercises had helped them. So I've meandered and I've forgotten the original question. <laughs> no, we were talking about your style and what I really, really liked about your classes was how you explained everything. So yes. you would go and do an exercise and I would immediately know what this exercise is for, what muscles we are going to work and why. Yes. And that's what I really appreciate yes. that's about what your I, classes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that is coming from me. I, I, I'm, I'm not very good at being told what to do. I'm really not. So if you tell me to do something, I want to know why am I doing that. So I thought, well, if I want to know that, I want them to know why they're doing it. So, so I'll always tell you, you know, what this exercise is for, what it's going to do, why you're doing it, and how it's going to benefit you in real life. You know, it's not just about toning this muscle and make it look different. You know, it's, it's about making it work more efficiently. Yes, it probably will look different, and there's no problem with that. But yeah, it'll make it work more efficiently and you'll be able to get on with your life better. No, I do, I do really so. love that because I, I really felt, especially at the beginning, that from your classes, not only I strengthened my muscles and felt better and all the rest, but I also learned an awful lot about the muscular skeletal system mm. that I didn't necessarily know before. Brilliant. So you kind of go into the class, you enjoy yourself, you 
work your body and you learn stuff that's actually mm. really important in day-to-day -day life and we don't realize yes oh yeah you know well that's brilliant and i love that somebody does learn from that so i'm i am a total self-confessed anatomy nerd and i just that's everything about human bodies is fascinating so now tell me this so you are a pilates teacher you know all about the body and your physical health is clearly as good mm -hmm. as it can be under the mm -hmm. circumstances yes. and you help other people to recover and keep healthy and physically well and all that stuff how about your diet because <laughs> yeah. the sweet spot is all about the healthy living yeah. and healthy eating so what's your diet like that's what my, I my body is a temple that's, that's <laughs> really not true yeah my, my diet isn't a bad diet but yes it, it's it it could be better than it is I'll not lie about it I don't I don't do fried food you know that sort of thing um do I do chocolate yes oh god I do chocolate yes the sugar free yeah. like but I love chocolate no. too. Yeah, yes, I do have a sweet tooth. And I freely admit to that. There's no point lying about that. I've never hidden it either. Yeah, I like. I do like going to restaurants. I do like my food now. I am, and I, I do talk about restaurants in classes as well, which is, again, I suppose part of my style that some people will like and some won't. But I, I will talk about restaurants I've been to. I love everything Italian, and their food is amazing. Ooh, and it's very simple. Very carby. <laughs> and no problem with that. Carbs are good. Carbs are a fuel. Carbs should not be seen as the enemy. Neither should fat for that. You do need it. It is your main source of energy. So yeah, diet. I, I I'm not into diets. Okay, I'm I'm not a nutritionist and I'm not into diets. But I I really hate all these fatty diets and I don't think anyone should cut any of the food groups out of your diet. Less, less of everything and, and that's the way you should go so little and often but don't cut out food groups it really, it really gets me I hate all these fatty diets you see on the internet and no carbs you know, loads of protein and all that you know, no, just eat everything the way it should be eaten and you'll be alright oh god you're going to hate me I'm actually on a no carb diet but it's because I can't be bloody digest the stupid things well that's different <laughs> yeah yeah but um, do you cook at home? Um, no, <laughs> that's the honest answer. Um, again, um, again with the medical condition, you know, it's possibly not that safe for me to cook at home because I might drop things or I might forget cooker switched on and that sort of stuff. So, so I don't generally. Although my wife will shoot me here, but I, I, I actually, I actually found cooking quite therapeutic when I did the very little of it that I did do, but. Um, but generally, uh, no is the answer to cooking. I don't do it, unfortunately. Um, I have a favourite question that I ask everybody. Do you have a favourite vegetable? Um, all veg is good. Oh, that's what I like to hear, actually, that all veg is good. But is there no, one I love thing? veg, yeah. I'm trying to think. Christmas is coming, and I love carrot and parsnip. I love carrot and parsnip mashed. I think that's just brilliant. I just love that. Yeah, so. that's true, actually. Parsnip mash. I, I, yeah. parsnip mash. I haven't had that in a long time. Yes. But I, I got Brussels into... sprouts. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. That's really funny. I met so many people who absolutely hate Brussels sprouts, and I love them. Yeah, I don't get that. Brussels sprouts soup is gorgeous. Oh, I haven't made that in a while. Oh, that's going to be some tip for Christmas. Tell me this. If people want to book into your class or mm -hmm. into your one-to-ones um where can they find you and how can they do that how can they get in touch you can go to uh, neilplatis.com or easier still there is a neilplatis app 
um, which can be downloaded from Google Play or the Apple App Store. It's free and you can contact me through that just by clicking on the phone number or, or you can just click on the email address so you can catch me either way. Um, there's also a Neil Platty's Facebook page. There's a contact button on the, at the top of the page so you can click on that and send, and send me a message. You can now even book, you can now even request a booking through there as well even, or you can just email me to ask me any, any questions about you know, whether you have a condition or an injury and is Platty suitable or whatever and I can answer all those for you. And there's a Neil Platty's Antenatal Facebook page as well. So there's plenty of ways to get to me. You're on block classes or do you have drop-in classes? Um, I do both actually. Um, the two classes on a Monday night are both drop-in and you can pay either uh, £8 per class or you can pay £42 for six. So it works out £7 a class. And what happens there is you download the Neil Platys app. There's a attendance card on the app. And when you each time you attend, I'll mark off uh, one of the sections on the attendance card. So if you're not there... I can't talk it off, so you haven't paid anything. So you paid your 42 and you get your six classes. Some people like that, some people don't. Some people like the, you know, the, the thought that they paid for six, they have to go in six in an order. So I do a Tuesday and a Wednesday class in the dance resource base, excuse me, in Belfast, in Donegal Street. And there are blocks of six classes that just run end to end. So you pay for the six classes, and again, it's 42. And... I also do classes in the Crescent Art Centre on a Thursday and a Friday night during their term times. Uh, the next term uh, starts in the second week of January and uh, it's a 12-week term with, uh, and there's a half term, uh, there's a half term halfway through it. And so again, I, I, I always tend to charge seven pounds for classes. I think it's a fair price. I know you can pay a lot more and and you shouldn't really pay a lot less frankly but i think seven's a fair enough price so it's 84 for that class and again you can contact me in those various ways to pay for it i will also have a link to those two classes on the neil pilates page which i have which i will be putting up later today hopefully and uh, you can book through paypal there's a there is a saturday class that i run in the studio and uh, again there's the antenatal class that runs on the sunday the antenatal class is, is slightly more expensive. It's a maximum of four people because of the nature of the class. And it's a block of five and it's 50 pounds. And your one-to-ones? Um... Oh, sorry, yes, the one-to-ones. The one-to-ones are 35 pounds each. Or if you, book, uh, if you book five and pay 175 for the five, I'll give you the six one free. So. That's fantastic. And do you do any special events with Pilates at all or yeah I've been well um, I do corporate classes I go into you know I'll go into offices and different things like like um, Pinson Mason and the, the housing executive and land registry and who else uh, we did uh, an event uh, an all day Pilates where you the, the classes started at nine I think and went through to five five p.m. I taught the last one and it was taught by the Neil Pilates teachers who all volunteered to do this. And it was in aid of the, the Centre for Cancer Research and Cell Biology at Queen's University. And it was organised by one of the Neil Pilates teachers called Gwyneth Hines, who has recently retired from being a, a cancer surgeon. So obviously it's very close to her heart. And we are actually presenting the cheque tomorrow. 
and we we got over two thousand pounds. So it was a brilliant, wow. it was a brilliant day, and it was it was really well organised. So by Gwyneth. That is amazing. That's fantastic. And I actually have to say to people, guys, Neil, that's not the only charity event. Neil actually kindly donated a couple of vouchers for our event that we did earlier this year for our pop quiz. It was one of the. Uh, one of the prizes that we had, so you get certainly involved in uh, in yes. like that. that's um, brilliant. Yes, I've I've organised um I've actually organised charity events before for um the Lighthouse Charity and for um cancer charities as well. I I do like the the, the Lighthouse. Sometimes I'll just I'll do a class and just tell people beforehand that everything the pay in the class is going to that particular charity. It's nice to be in a position where you can actually give back. And sometimes you'll get people just call you in to do classes like, I did a brilliant, I did an absolutely brilliant class, which was hilarious. And I did it in um, Diageo. Uh, it was their warehouse, the, you know, the people that make, I can't remember the name of the drink. But, the, but, so, but they called me in and they had a wellness day. So there was me and there was a girl who was a nutritionist and there were a couple of other people I honestly don't remember what they did. So I had the mat set up on the warehouse floor and, and it was like a, you know, one group was with a nutritionist and then they went round like a round robin until you taught everybody and I was like, so I was doing four 45 minute classes. But, you were, but literally I was getting guys coming in like who had just come off security duty, you were coming in in DM boots, high-vis jackets and, and coming in and, and looking at these mats thinking, are you having a laugh? And then having to sell this to them. So you had to go from their angles. You had to find out what they were interested in. Yeah, so, and get them down on the floor in this warehouse with all the stuff going around. That was brilliant. That was just a laugh. <laughs> did they enjoy it? And they, I think they all did in the end, but there were a few funny. I, the bands I used at that stage were fluorescent pink. And I, I can clearly remember this guy coming in. He's one of the security guys and he looked... And he walked in and he stopped in the back. He went, whoa, what's with the pink? <laughs> you know, so, if, nah, dare I say, I don't know, I can't buy or not in this day and age. But so, and then, so I had to explain to him he used them for strength and muscles and he was really dubious, but he wasn't happy he did a few of the exercises. But he, you just had to find out, you know, a way to, to, get, to get it over to him, how it was going to benefit them. I remember one guy, well, he was, he was big into doing uh, motorbikes and doing scrambling. So... Um, so you had to sell it to him and say, right, you're going to be up out of the saddle a lot of time. You're going to be standing, putting all the weight through your through the through the quads, through the the muscles in the front of your thighs. So you need those strengthened, but you do need to get the hips strengthened. And you know, you're you need you know, on your landing, you're going to feel it all going up through the spines. You need your core work, and he was saying, yeah, yeah, you're right, and all these things. So you have to sell it to them and people from the angle they need to see it coming from. You, you know, so I mean, if that had been somebody else from a, from a different background, then obviously you wouldn't be doing all those things. You'd be telling them from where you know they're going to benefit. So that's the way you do it. But that class was hilarious. I have to so say. You actually mentioned the resistant bands there. Uh, that's one thing we didn't talk about. And I think that's quite important that actually Pilates is not just doing exercises like body weight exercises on your mat, you're actually using quite a lot of equipment. Yeah, well, I use I, I use uh, what you consider like modern equipment, like stability balls and exercise mats and, and core rollers and things like that. 
basically there are two ways, there's two types of Pilates in the Pilates world. And if you like, there's classical Pilates, which sticks strictly to the way that Joseph Pilates taught it. And then I would be contemporary as I would normally be referred to. And and mine's sort of a, a, a different way of looking at it. We're using different equipment and modern equipment. Um, Pilates was an inventor as well, and he invented a lot of equipment like um, things called reformers and Cadillacs and wonder chairs and, and ladder barrels. And he invented all this equipment, and they're all brilliant. And he used them all to help you connect to the muscles. And there's so many myths and legends about them, and you'll get people who'll say different things. But from what I've read, his, his whole plan was that you, know, you would get on the mat then. You, you, you would be strong enough that you could use your own body weight and you don't need the resistance from machines and you could use your own body weight and you could do this in your home because he wanted everyone to be doing Pilates. He definitely wanted to get it in the school so the kids would get it, so that they would get a head start getting their posture correct and working correctly. But So that was his plan, but his equipment is amazing, but it's also humongously expensive and it takes up a lot of space. So, um, who knows, someday maybe I'll have a studio and I'll have this equipment in it, who knows, but at the minute, the, the small equipment, as it's called, that I use allows me to mimic as close as I can the exercises that, that are done, that, that were done, but I'm not really trying to, to mimic so much, it's just use these things to, to make you connect to the muscles, get that brain muscle message going through. Um, what I mean is, if, if you're sitting all day, your, your brain dis- disconnects from your glutes. Because your glutes, one of the big jobs that the glute, the muscle, again, forms shape your bottom, one of its big jobs is stabilising your hip. But your chair stabilises your hip. And your chair doesn't burn calories. Your brain doesn't need to maintain. Your brain likes to, it likes to, to, to save energy, which are calories. So it doesn't need to keep feeding calories to the glute if your chair's doing that job. So I need you. To, I need to get people to be able to to get the brain to connect to the glute, so it automatically uses those muscles again, and then whatever muscle it happens to be, so that they become a much more efficient system. Because you're supposed to burn calories. You're not meant to save calories. You meant well. You're meant to save them to a certain extent, but you're meant to use them more than more than save them. But that's what happens these days. That we tend to not use them and save them. I have to say that I really, really like using. The small equipment, as you call yeah, it, I absolutely I like love gym balls. I love yeah. um, the resistant bands, and I'm going to buy that magic ring you, t- you showed me last week because I yeah, really love magic that. circle. Magic circle. Yes. That's which that, is another juice of flowers and fence. That looks so. awesome. It looks really, really great. I currently can't really lift weights because of a foot injury, but using those resistant mm. bands, and I feel once I get that magic circle. It sort of mimics using weights, and I feel like I when you got yeah. me working with that magic circle thing. Yeah. <laughs> I actually felt that I was working out my muscles almost yes. the same as if I was lifting weights. Well, the weights are resistance and the bands are resistant. They work similarly, but not quite the same. Yeah. I actually feel like I'm working out. Like, and if I yeah. do it right, I feel like I. Well, you should out be working really, really out. Hard. Yes, it should feel like a workout. Anybody listening, if you haven't tried Pilates, you absolutely have to. And I highly recommend trying um, Neil's classes. Um, Thank you. you if, if you haven't tried Pilates yet, you will be very surprised because you will work out muscles you didn't know you have. That's about right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, we'll get a lot of muscles working that should be working but maybe aren't. 
the way that they should be or maybe they're being bypassed and you're overusing other ones so what yes you'll find muscles that you've forgotten about what you've done with Neil Pilates, you've come really, really long way from a part-time yes. evening classes to having your own brand and yes. teaching Pilates instructors yes. and yeah. being busy seven days a week. There are 21 Neil Pilates teachers now. Wow, that's so. amazing. And you have your own app. I didn't even know you have your own app. This is brilliant. Are there yeah. any other plans anywhere where you can take Neil Pilates any further? Do you have any more plans for the future? Well, I'm, Yeah, well, I'm still in. I'm still increasing the number of Neil Pilates teachers. Basically, but I'm, as I say, I'm lucky enough to be able to train teachers, and if and if teachers are, are there that I can see are, are you know are, are going to be good, but more importantly, you know, are going to be ambitious and you know, want to keep learning about Pilates and aren't just treating Pilates as something else. You know, that they'll there's something else I teach. If they if I can see, they're really gonna. You know, get into what they're doing and, and really want to help people with Pilates. Well, then I may well offer them to be Neil Pilates teachers. So, but we'll see, so we'll see how that goes on. Actually, one last thing: if anyone wants to become Pilates instructor, yeah, how do they go about it? Do they get in touch directly with you? What does it entail? You can get in touch directly with me, or or you can get in touch directly with, um, I say Alpha Training, and Emma Brennan is the the person who runs it. And if you get in touch with them, at the minute there are two ways of of um, doing the course. I teach uh, a week long course, so it's Monday to Saturday. It's an intensive week long course. You then have to go away and practice yourself for. I always recommend two months. You have to fill all your workbooks out. So you've got a. a Sort of a workbook academic thing to pass and then you've got to come back after the two months after your practice and teach a class as a practical assessment so that you can prove you can actually teach what you've learned and i'll do that if the full week doesn't suit you you can do weekends it's over four weekends and because most of my business is at weekends i don't teach that it's Michelle Mortar, who's one of the Neil Pilates teachers, who's an excellent teacher and shooter, and she teaches that again for Alpha Training. There are lots of other companies out there, but if you want to do it in Northern Ireland and you want to be taught by me, it's Alpha Training you want to go to. Great, fantastic. Right. Well, thank you very much for all the information. Guys, Neil Pilates, get in touch with thank Neil and get to the class. Thanks, Neil. Thank you. Yes, get into the class, guys. I have to confess, I... Still haven't bought the magic circle, but I'm on a hunt for one and it's going to happen real soon. I started uh, Neil's classes again. Um, one of the reasons is that I've been talking about it for the past two years. And the second one is if you listened to the last episode, you know about our trip to Morocco that happened in October to raise awareness for a local mental health charity and on that trip I managed to injure myself and I messed up my Achilles but that's actually not the worst one I kind of strained it a little but I'm not sure what you call that muscle but basically it's the muscle that is responsible for raising the arch in the foot and it runs from the arch 
around the ankle and up towards the knee on the inside of the calf. No idea what you call that muscle. I have been told it's a very long and complicated name and I don't remember it. But that muscle is inflamed and I just overworked it really badly. I believe the technical term is it's fucked. So I can't do anything. I can't do weight training. I can't do yoga. Um, well, most of the yoga because I can't put any pressure on that foot. Um, I can't skull on the river until I build up that muscle back again. And so Pilates is just about the only way I can keep strong and fit and can keep all the muscles in my body working. So I have to say that Pilates is fantastic and Neil got me working with that magic circle thing and that's brilliant for working my thighs, for working the muscles around my knees depending where I position it when I'm working out. Um, you can work your arms, your shoulders with that. I'm definitely going to buy it. It's a small piece of equipment. It's easy to store and it's not very expensive. I think you can buy it from between six to 20 pounds or something, depending on what brand you go for. But anyway, this is what Pilates does for you and for me. And right now I really need that and I can recommend it to anyone, even if you haven't had an injury and you don't need to rehabilitate your muscles. This is, as Neil said, it's a really great basis for anything you do just to keep your posture right to keep your glutes working the right way I absolutely love it now food as you heard Neil doesn't really cook but he mentioned carrots parsnips and brussels sprouts we haven't had brussels sprouts yet and since Christmas is not that far away I'm going to give you a real simple and quick Brussels sprout recipe so what you need is a slow cooker if you don't have a slow cooker don't worry, you can use your hob. You just need to cook it on one. You'll need a bunch of small baby Brussels sprouts, ideally. I usually make like half a kilo and then store it in the fridge because it lasts. Although if you love Brussels sprouts and if you're a big family, it will not last. Um, you'll need salt, you'll need pepper, you'll need coconut oil and you'll need freshly squeezed lemon juice. You'll wash the sprouts, you cut the hard bottom and if you have baby ones you don't cut them and just use them as whole. If you have bigger ones you cut them in half and if you have really really big ones you cut them in a quarter. Put them in the slow cooker with a good quality coconut oil and I use about two really rounded tablespoons per half a kilo of sprouts. Add a pinch of salt and some pepper and cook at the lowest setting for around five hours and stir it occasionally. Now the time really depends on your slow cooker. In mine it takes about five hours, sometimes a bit less, sometimes a little bit more. Depends also on the size of your sprouts. But you would stir them occasionally to make sure they're nicely coated in the melted oil and you'll check it after around four to five hours to see if they're soft enough. Once the sprouts are done, you squeeze some lemon juice over them and serve it with anything you like as a side dish. And to be honest, I could eat them just on their own, maybe with a spoon or two of a really good kimchi. I have to admit this is not the most popular recipe in our house because my lovely half is not fond of Brussels sprouts at all. Even the smell of them would chase him out of the kitchen, which actually, come to think of it, does come quite handy sometimes. But anyway, if you'd like to book Pilates for yourself, or if you'd like to make a booking for any of your loved ones as a gift for Christmas, 
be it a set of Pilates classes or one-to-ones with Neil. You can contact Neil on Facebook or via Neil Pilates website because he does have vouchers available and I do think it's a brilliant Christmas present. As always, remember you can download our shared recipes on Facebook and Instagram. Just type in the sweet spot on a farm. Our Facebook group has all the recipes to date available in a PDF form in the file section. If you'd like to enhance your health with some raw juices, remember that Paula from Skinny Malinkies has kindly given us an early Christmas present back in September in the form of a 20% discount and all of our listeners can avail of that via her website. You can use it once. If you go to skinnymalinkies.com and order a non-sale item, then just type in sweet spot 20 at the checkout. Sweet spot or lowercase and 20 is a number. And if you like this podcast or any of our other episodes, please spare a few minutes and write us a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. I do really appreciate it as reviews are so very important for any content makers. If people know the content is appreciated by others, they are more likely to listen to it. And because I'd like to get this podcast in front of as many ears as possible, reviews are a must. If you have the Sweet Spot cookbook, I'd also appreciate an honest review. Just a line or two, you don't need to write an essay and you can submit review on Amazon or iBooks, depending on whether you got your copy in a digital or paperback form. Now, in the last episode, I promised you a Christmas competition and here it is and it has to do with the reviews. If you submit our podcast review on a SoundCloud or iTunes between now and the 20th of December you will be in a draw for a signed copy of the Sweet Spot cookbook. All you have to do is write an honest review and send a link or a screen grab of it to our email address, thesweetspud at gmail.com with the subject line Christmas competition. If you have the Sweet Spot cookbook, whether in a paperback or a digital form, and if you write us an honest review on iBooks or Amazon, between now and the 20th of December, you will be put in a draw for an apron with the Sweet Spot logo. Again, all you have to do is write an honest review, doesn't have to be long, send a link or a screen grab of it to the same email address, thesweetspot at gmail.com with the same subject line, Christmas competition. You can of course compete for both prizes, but remember to send a link or a screen grab of your review. The email address is once again thesweetspud at gmail.com. Winners will be announced through our social media and in the Christmas episode on Monday 24th of December. And that's it for today. Have a great couple of weeks, do some Pilates and stay healthy. Until next time, bye! As every week, your host is myself, Susanna from The Sweet Spud. Music by Mark J. Adair and artwork by Gemma O'Hagan. Thank you for listening. Thank you.